To every age, a set of truths has been given to be relevant for the particular people of that time period. What is present truth for this age? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome friends to this episode of Inverse. We're in a whole season talking about last day events. We're in a special special episode on Revelation 14. We're going to need prayers. I already feel that we need these prayers already. Uh, Siku, can you lead us out in prayer? Sure. A loving Father, we're thankful that we can open your word. We ask that we would understand what your word has to say for us today, that the message that we glean from it would be relevant to our lives now, and that it would transform us and prepare us for your soon coming. We pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 This episode is called Worship the Creator. We find that in Revelation 14, 6 and some more. We'll read there, but uh, Israel, can you read verse 6 for us? Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Thank you. And Jared, we have here this concept of present truth. Every age has been given something that's relevant for really everyone, but of particular interest to each age. Um, what are some examples of present truth? What is present truth? Give us a, a yeah. flyby. Present truth, it, very simply, is truth for the present time. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, as you mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a specifically relevant message for that time period. So a good example would be Noah. God gave him a message. God said, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to do this and warn people that this cataclysmic you know, flood is going to happen. Um, God so something specific. Up. It's yeah. a very specific issue. So Jesus is coming onto the scene. Before that happened, God raised up John the Baptist mm-hmm. to give a specific message, to prepare the way mm-hmm. for the Savior who who is coming. That was present truth for that specific time. Mm-hmm. We had there's a present truth and there's, for our and there's time too. Parallels to now, but the specific details are really for for that period in time and era. Yeah. Um, let's go to Revelation six. And Israel read that, and let's pick up from verse. 7 and read all the way down. Seek you can you from verse 7 down to verse 11. Okay, Revelation 14, verse mm-hmm. 7. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. And worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen that great city, because she, ma- she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, And they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. 
Okay, and then, oh, let's read verse uh, 12 as well. Verse 12, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Okay, this is known, heavy. yeah, it's heavy. This is known as the three angels' messages that kind of complement, or not complement, but are the opposite of the three frogs uh, as delineated in Revelation 16, but found the details in Revelation 13. Three frogs versus three angels that are going around. This is our present truth. Um, Israel, what's going on in the first angels' message there? I think... We need to stress the fact that these are not, that these angels are, in other words, they're messengers, mm -hmm. right? And so... Not literal angels flying around, not right. comets, not UFOs, yes. Yeah, and so the idea that, that is given to us in Revelation 14 is the fact that there is a messenger who is proclaiming with a loud voice. It's an important message, a message that's to be heard loud and clear. Mm -hmm. The message is... Has, the message is twofold. There's two things that the angel is telling us to do in this specific message. The first one is to fear God and give glory to Him, mm -hmm. and the second to worship Him who made heaven, the earth, and the springs of water. Mm -hmm. And so the first angel's message is a, ma a message to worship God as a creator and to worship Him in the context of of judgment, the judgment which is what is taking place at this mm -hmm. time. So in, in chapter 13, there's all this craziness going on. You have the, the counterfeit trinity, you got deception, you got frogs. Really, basically, bad news is going on. Everyone's attacking God, and it seems like he's almost winning, conquering the world over this uh, with this new entity. And in comes chapter 14, and there's a people who, uh, reverse from 1, one through 5, the 144,000 of pure people, good people, and these are the ones who carry, who have this message in their, in their mouths as, as, as symbolized by this angel. Um, it says here, verse 7, fear God. So can we start there? Fear God. Let's, let's break that down. I mean, Siku, what's fearing God? Is that like, that's God. What do we do? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <clears throat> it's not. <gasps> like, that's God. What do we do? But fear God in, in the Bible, um, mm -hmm. we're told about different people who feared God. Mm -hmm. One of the people who comes to mind immediately is Job. It says that Job feared God, mm -hmm. right? And in fearing God, there's, there's an, fearing God results in a certain type of behavior. He feared God, and so he eschewed evil. He, mm -hmm. he turned away from evil. Um, the text that, if, if, if I could reference that, is Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs 8, going way back in the old yeah. Hebrew scriptures. Yeah, because when I read this verse, I, I mean, it, it shed so much light for me into what does fearing yeah. God mean. Proverbs cool. 8 verse 11. 8, 11. 8, 11. I'll read for wisdom. Is that what no. you got? No. No. I have the wrong verse written down. 8, 11. That's verse 13. Okay. Verse 13. The fear of the yes. Lord, yes, is to hate evil. Exactly. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Right. There, and there, there are many texts throughout Scripture that talk about this, that fearing God is to hate evil. So to the fear, fear of God, a respect for God, mm. a love for God, results in a behavior that turns away from evil, mm -hmm. right? So there's a, there's a turning towards something and a turning away from something, and the turning towards God actually is fearing God is not turning away from Him. Mm -hmm. It's turning towards Him. It's turning towards Him in love and turning away from mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. there's, an element, there's an element of God that is important for us to note, and that is the fact that He is God. And the Bible describes him as many different things, right? In some, you know, in some ways, Jesus is described as our older brother. God is described as our father. All these different terms are used for us to reference God. But at the end of the day, God is God, and he 
as and there's no analogy for that right. you and, just have to acknowledge and, it yeah and and there needs to be a relationship to that title and mm -hmm. you know god is not our homie god is not our pal god is not our buddy mm -hmm. he's he's our god and he mm -hmm. requires and 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 demands uh our respect our admiration and our awe. So this message is calling for a recalibration and a, a proper alignment between us and God. Yeah, and, and understanding who God is. Mm -hmm. And okay. I would say that yeah, based on what Siku said, that results a, a proper understanding of fear, which is not just, it, it's not terror, mm -hmm. but it is reverence out of love, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that, that, causes a response in us, mm -hmm. right? If I, if I have that reverent fear, respect for God, um, as Siku mentioned, and um, uh, in Ecclesiastes, uh, same author, I believe, says the same thing in, uh, in verse 13. Let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, mm -hmm. right? For this is the whole duty of man, for God will bring to work every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Here's the connection of fear and God yeah. in relationship to the, the judgment. judgment. Again, yeah. and it, 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 it's, it's calling for a behavioral change I, I, in us. I really like your emphasis on, on, on this fear, healthy fear, healthy yeah. fear that anything, anything big, any, any, you know, fire, we should have a healthy fear of it's good, it's warm, but there are some parameters by which you don't interact too closely. Nuclear power, lions, I mean, I mean you, you go out, there's, there's, these are good things, but there is a line of demarcation at and, some point. And we're supposed to have that for our parents, right? You know, sure, you're honoring right. your father yeah, yeah. and mother, and in a good, healthy relationship with parents, it's not fear and trepidation type of fear, but there's a healthy respect for mm -hmm. mom and dad and I'm not going to do certain things because mom said not to do it, mm -hmm. right? Because of how I respect my mother. So there's a behavioral change that results as a, because of the way that I fear, mm -hmm. reverence, honor my parents. Yeah, yeah. Something that I hope that we don't lose is the fact that going back to the present truth thing, yes. um, you know, the, the passage that Jerry just read from Ecclesiastes 12 is many people feel is, is kind of like the counterpart to this passage in Revelation 14, mm -hmm. where it talks in both cases about the fear of God, keeping his commandments, and then for this is the whole duty of men dealing with judgment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parallels there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go to give glory to God. So we see the two words, fear God. I think we have a healthy, I think we've got a good grasp, grasp grapple, grab, good yes. handle on it. <laughs> uh, but give glory to him. Is that, we go to choir and we sing Gloria, glory every Christmas. What does give glory to God. Jared, you're looking at me like you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth, bro. Um, yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to think of the, of, of the verse in um, 1 Corinthians where Paul says, um, and I don't have the reference memorized, whether you eat or drink mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Glory of God. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is calling us, again, it's calling about a, a behavioral change. Everything we do, we should be uh, giving praise to God, and it should be praiseworthy, mm -hmm. the things that we're doing. Um, That's 1031. Just to thank you very mm -hmm. much. Um, but there's, there's, there's a whole other element to this. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I think fearing God and giving glory to Him, there's a very close relationship there. Mm -hmm. So in, in John 17, Jesus is talking about um, giving, giving glory um, to God. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, he says here um, in verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. Mm -hmm. um, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. 
in verse 6, he says, I have manifested your name, hmm. right, to the, to the disciples. And really, he's, he's talking about this revelation of the character of God through his own life. Now, this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if we're followers of Jesus, and if we, are, we have this healthy respect, this reverent love and awe for him, and he's dwelling in us, we should be glorifying him in that we are reflecting his, his glory to the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very special call to these people living in the last days of earth's history mm-hmm. that in the midst of crazy secularism and a society that has become unmoored from its moral foundation to have a people who are not just nitpicky, are not hyper-legalist, but really they're revealing the character of of God to the world and people are seeing who God is, his love, his mercy, his his stand for principles through his followers. Mm -hmm. We're breaking down the first angel's message in Revelation 14. We got to get through this through this message. It's really, really good. Stick around after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're in Revelation 14, verse 6. We've talked about, oh, verse 7, we looked at fearing God, and now we're looking at giving glory to Him. And, yeah, giving glory. What is glory? I, I, I don't know. I think of football and sports where you get a golden, like, you know, ah, glory. Or think of a church choir. Ah, glory. What, what, uh, glory. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. He says, shut up and go to the Bible. Glory. That's what he's saying. And Romans to give chapter us a little four. bit of context, here it's talking about the story of Abraham. Yes. And Abraham becomes the father of our faith. And there's a reason why that happens. Mm-hmm. He... Essentially, as you know, you might already you, you already know the story. He can't have children. He's super old, and his wife can't have children now. She's super old, so you have impossible times, impossible times, impossible. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that Abraham receives the promise of God. The promise is that through him, there will be many nations, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the climax of that message, at the climax of what is happening here, Abraham relies on the word of God to do what it says. And this is what the Bible says about him and his experience in verse 20. And it says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, Mm -hmm. giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he, God, had promised, he was able also to perform. So when you when you put this in the context of Revelation 14, which it fits, because at the end of those messages from the three angels, it says, he are they that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. To give glory to God means to live a life where God's character is revealed to us through Mm. faith. In other words, people are able to look at us, and as they look at us, they somehow see the very existence mm-hmm. of God and His character, a character of love and beauty. And so this is essentially what it means to give glory to God, that mm-hmm. people look at us, and when they look at us, they don't look they at us as God. perfect individuals, but they mm-hmm. see like, oh, God has transformed the life of this corrupt person into something so beautiful mm-hmm. that God must exist. Mm-hmm. And this takes place as we rely upon the Word of God to do what it says for us in our lives. Mm-hmm. Cool. My mind bounces to Genesis 1 where you see creation's pattern of, you know, my weird imagination again. You have trees 
that God said what, what will begat more, I don't know if that's grammatically correct, will be, be give forth more trees. Yeah. And, you know, strawberries will give forth more strawberries and mushrooms, more mushrooms and birds, more birds. And then you had this pattern all throughout Genesis 1. Whatever it is will make more of those. Yeah. And then the climax of it is God's like, well, let's, let us make man in our image. And so human beings were not just one more creation, but we were the, if God were to Xerox We're made after his kind. Yeah, yeah, we're the little, coming. So we're, it seems like in verse 7 that God is just saying, hey, fulfill your original destiny of which you were created for. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he goes into creation. Oh, before we go into creation, there's another phrase there in verse 7. For the hour of his judgment has come. What's, what's, what's going on there? Hour of his judgment. This is sure. not. This is not bad news. Not bad news. This is not bad news. Okay. You this think is the of, British judge isn't coming to town. No, he's no. not. Not banging his gavel. There, there is a judgment though. Yes. Um, and there is an inquiry into the books and you know the the, the historical records of of uh, humanity. We saw mm -hmm. this in in Revelation 11 when mm -hmm. we. Uh, you, you come in, in through the book of Revelation, you see the, the Ark of the Covenant revealed there. The context is the fact that, that um, judgment has come to the earth, okay? Mm -hmm. This is kind of an intimidating thing, but the reality is um, if we are in Christ, we have nothing to fear. Jesus, in fact, took our judgment, the consequences of, of sinful man's judgment upon himself. Mm -hmm. So if we're connected to him, this is actually good news. God's people uh, are vindicated by God. God vindicates himself. Mm. Um, and and the, the, the history, the climax of, of, yeah. of earth comes to a close. Let me, let me add to that. Uh, I think in, with the, I forget what, which episode we talked about, with the great controversy going on, that God has saved all of us, or saved his people, if you say humanity, uh, the ones who choose, and but who is he vindicating to? I guess that's the question to ask, and that's when a great controversy comes in. And I mean, he doesn't need to prove it to himself. He's doing it. He already knows. But there's other entities out there. They're the angels that you know back back to Lucifer in and in, in the beginning of time. Jared, you're pointing. Yeah, man, I, I love this idea in, mm. in scripture. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, First Corinthians chapter six. Awesome. Um, it's it's Paul basically blasting the church, and he's saying, "You guys can't even make a decision amongst yourselves, mm -hmm. and you're going to go before like the earthly courts and the magistrates." Mm -hmm. And he says, <laughs> verse two, "Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know?" that you shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life there's the idea of 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 humanity the angels that have fallen mm. this this demonstration of of god's character mankind who is judged eventually becoming judges of of various fallen beings mm -hmm. in the universe there's there's a much broader picture than we can think I think of it's it. pretty crazy it's I mean very people are fighting here and he brings this like humongous doctrine along me he's like don't you know so stop fighting <laughs> that's kind of his, his point there yeah, yeah. sure they don't sue each other on, on, <laughs> on, on the judgment thing I think part of why you know when people talk about judgment a lot of times they're talking about um, giving a judgment delivering a judgment to say okay you're guilty you're innocent yes but Judgment is a process, right? There's a process where you need to determine, like there's the judgment where there's a determination of what factors come into play in making that final decision, right? Mm -hmm. um, so an hour of judgment is not just, okay, and, and what Jared talking about, you're going to judge angels. It's not necessarily that 
you're going to be the one who condemns an angel per se, um, but there's also a process that you go through in determining mm -hmm. what factors come into play in the judgment that is going to be given at the end mm -hmm. that is also part of a judgment experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that judgment experience um, can be scary, especially when you're, when you're wrong. It's scary the way Jesus talks about it. Don't you know that every word, mm. right? Every word that you speak will be brought into judgment. When I think about every word that I speak, it can be a scary concept mm -hmm. to think that I'm going to be judged. Same here. <laughs> right? But then, uh, at, to speak to Jared's point, if every word that I speak has been covered by the blood of Jesus, right? If I'm living a life that is, that is sanctified by His sacrifice, then I don't have to be afraid because every word that I speak is going to be covered, mm -hmm. you know? And I want to live in that kind of a confidence, otherwise judgment is scary. So those people who are guilty, but they're not caught yet, they're living in fear. In fear. Sure. But the ones who are innocent and they're caught, I mean, they're waiting for judgment. Right. They're, they're wanting to be cleared. And so you see this experience. I guess kind of our attitude to this is a great indicator of our standing with mm -hmm. God in our, in our minds, in yeah. our minds. Mm -hmm. Okay, Israel, and then Jared. You have, you, the, this, the hour of his judgment provides the context for the message that makes a present truth. Mm -hmm. In other words, what the passage is saying to us is, it's showtime. It's game time. The this time is, element is yeah. here. Yes, right. yes, there, this yes, is yes. not. This is not a dress rehearsal. Now we're in the real thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so the beauty of this warning is the fact that it gives us a time period. Mm -hmm. That it says, "Look, you're not left in darkness. Now is the time for you to live a life that is righteous through the faith of Jesus Christ." Mm -hmm. And so there's beauty and love in the judgment judgment message in that Jesus says, "Now is the time. This is the time for you to rely wholly and completely." on me mm -hmm. so that you can make it through the judgment so that when I go to the angels and when I go through the unfallen worlds and I tell them, look at this person, this person is fit to enter into the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. I'm not left hanging, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to focus on the fact that Jesus is the center of this judgment message. He is not only the lawyer, but he is the judge, he is the lamb, he is everything. And so we should focus on the judgment message. We should focus on the Jesus of the judgment, the judge of the judgment, and not on ourselves. On ourselves, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So there was, there was a time, and I think I shared this story before, when um, I would see a police car and I would panic because I might have had something in my pocket, you know, that was illegal or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And after mm -hmm. after I gave my life to Jesus, <laughs> I can remember seeing a, a, seeing a cop and 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 having this complete change in my mind. Like I don't have anything to be afraid of. Yeah. And that's essentially what David says in in uh, in Psalm seven eight, where he says, "The Lord shall judge the people." But it's not freak out time. What does he say next? Judge me, O Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, you know, mm -hmm. j judge me. He doesn't have anything to be afraid of. And then he says something interesting, according to my righteousness, according to the integrity within me. This is a guy who who very clearly demonstrated that he had no righteousness. Yeah. And he did some not so nice things. You know, he took another man's wife. He wound up killing the husband of that woman. Um, but he can stand before God and say, I'm clean because of you. Mm. I have integrity because of that which you, you have given me. Righteousness because of that which you're working out in my life and he was able to say I'm here I don't I don't have anything to be afraid of and, the, and that could be our experience in mm -hmm. addition the, the good yeah. news about judgment in this day I mean the world is really crazy and there are a lot of horrible horrible things happening in the world you want judgment to come when yeah. you're 
the victim of evil. Yeah, you're yeah. like, Lord, bring judgment because it's not right what's happening in the world. And so judgment becomes a positive thing for those who are oppressed. It's a positive thing for those who are suffering under the gall of sin and iniquity. And you're saying, Lord, bring the judgment, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so it's good news. In we live in a society too. where like, we want judgment, we want to judge. Hmm. Right. This this and 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 there's a lot of people that are oppressed and and I'm not trying to put that down, but the social justice issues and mm -hmm. and people's rights being trampled on and so forth and so on. This message for this time says, look, God is taking control of that. He's, He's taking yeah. note of that. And there is going to be a time when these wrongs will be righted. As far as you go, That's though, good news there. yeah, and he's saying, but as far as you go, you make sure that you are entrusted right in the hands of God, that you've committed your case, like he said, mm -hmm. into the hands of God so that you stand right. I really see a narrative here. It's have a healthy boundary with God, a reverence, fear God, give glory to him, let his character live throughout you, through you. There's a time element here, hour of his judgment, things are wrapping up in a sense. And then last part there, worship him who made heaven and earth and sea and springs of water. I mean, after what you guys are saying, the natural response is you're going to want to worship this kind of God mm -hmm. yeah. who's going who's, who's, who's to do judgment and we need this judgment and he's flowing through you. I mean, this is good stuff. Yeah. Question is, you know, what, what, what's, what's, what's the meaning there? Who, why does he mention heaven and earth and sea and springs of water? There? It's a reference Israel. to the Sabbath. And I think the reference to the Sabbath is critical in that it reminds us once again of our need to rest from our labors, to rest from our works. It's connecting the Sabbath and the actual wording of the yeah. fourth commandment. And here you see heaven yeah. and earth, okay? That's so a direct reference. We also to talked the about the seal, and then there's the day. I mean, this is all coming together yeah. in a climax. And yeah. the importance of the Sabbath in the last days is that it's an indication of righteousness by faith. I'm not working my own salvation, I'm resting in the creative work of Jesus and in his recreative power to transform my life. Think about this, Justin. God gives through John this appeal in Revelation 14 yes. to worship the Creator. This is, um, what, uh, 80, 80 years after, or A.D., whatever, mm -hmm. right? So, sometime uh -huh. yeah. in, in okay. that ballpark, sure. okay, whatever. Yeah. And he knows that 2,000 years down, down the stretch, there's going to be a revival or, uh, 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 I guess, um, atheism, evolutionary ideas that come in and undermine God's authority and he's making this call back to his authority as a creator. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. This seems like this is God's last message before he does some big stuff. Yeah. I want to be part of this plan in chapter 14. Hopefully that's your prayer. That's the prayer of our table here. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Inverse. We'll see you next week here on Hope Channel. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.